This is Alex. I'm from Boston. Hello, this is Jackie, and I'm from Houston. Hey, this is Rahul from Stanford. And we are the Premier Chefs. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chelsea, your source for all things Premier League, but starting with Chelsea first. But today, we're going to be talking uh, about something a little bit different than we normally do. I'm joined by, by Patrick McCrinier. I hope I got that right. Um, yeah, McCrainer. And, and the funny thing is, he told me, uh, but I, I butchered it anyway. I apologize. Uh, Patrick, welcome to the Premier Chels. Uh, Patrick is the CEO of Soccer X. So we'll be talking about Soccer X and the big, big event happening in Miami next week. Uh, but once again, welcome, Patrick. Appreciate it. Good to have you. Thanks for, thanks for joining me. So let's talk about Soccer X, the origins. I believe it's in the 27th year. Um, how did it start? What's it all about? And and then let's jump into the event next week. Yeah, sure. Uh, Soccer X was started in 1996. So you're, you're right. We're 27 years old now. Um, I'd only just left school when, when Soccer X <laughs> began and I'm now nearly 45. So been around for a long time. Uh, and it was started by uh, Duncan Reavy and his wife, Rita. Um, uh, Duncan was the son of legendary England and Leeds United manager, Don Reavy. Uh, and the idea was that Soccer X was born to kind of bridge the gap um, that existed within football in terms of knowledge sharing, communication, networking, doing business um, and looking at best practice in, in terms of uh, everything from you know governing bodies to leagues to clubs and how to run successful organizations within football and really to facilitate business within the game um you know we cover lots of topics there are different facets to what we do in terms of the event whether it's content whether it's expo whether it's social evenings um but it was all really just designed to bring the global football business community together really um and we've now done miami next week as you touched on will be our 50th event um in 21 cities over the last 27 years which is um pretty incredible really yeah definitely incredible and and i like that you said bring the business community together because for for too long the sport was looked at it's a sport and the business is kind of out of it and and the business is not part of it but it is a business we've seen that in the last few years even a decade um with not just the transfers but with the commercial side of it and as a Chelsea fan myself, I've been very well aware of it in the last year with the new ownership group and all the changes that have gone down yeah. uh, outside and off the pitch. So, yeah, totally, totally makes sense. Um, when did you join Soccer X and, and how did you kind of come about into the role of being the CEO? Uh, so I joined Soccer X nearly four years ago uh, as head of sales and marketing at the time. My background is is commercial um, sponsorship. Um sales essentially was what I started doing 25 years ago or whatever um and after a couple of years the uh, the the owners decided that they'd like to take a, a more commercial approach to the business and offered me the the opportunity to become CEO and um I was a, a bit of a reluctant CEO at the beginning um I don't enjoy spending too much time in front of excel spreadsheets and <laughs> working out budgets and forecasts and all of those things but um yeah, I, I mean, I love it. It's a real labour of love for me. And I think as a football fan for nearly 40 years and somebody that's got, you know, 20 plus years of commercial experience, it's almost it's borderline dream job territory, right? Because it combines my, my two favourite things. So, um, yeah, I've been CEO two years this week, funny enough. 
Um, Con- well, congratulations the- on the on the second anniversary. Thank you. We're still here. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm, I'm sure you you'll still be there um, for a long, long time. It's it's actually an event and an organization that I personally, I got to be honest, wasn't too familiar with, mm-hmm. but. I have to give credit to you and your team and, and the sales and marketing team because I have seen so much publicity over the last few months, yeah. not just on social media, but even on LinkedIn. Um, and, and and that's credit to you and the team for identifying, yes, we are about the sport, but we're also, like you said, a business and LinkedIn is kind of like the, the platform for that. Yeah. Um, so uh, for next week's event, it is in Miami. First of all, why in Miami? I think I know the answer, but I'd like to hear it from you. Sure. Um... We're based in Miami now. Well, I'm not. I'm in the UK right now, but um, we're owned by a group who are based in Miami. And uh, this will be our fourth event in Miami. The first one was in 2018 um, at the Marlin Stadium, and we've hosted there since. And I think with over the last few years, ownership aside and, and, uh, and being based in Miami, I think the explosion of, of soccer, uh, certainly on the East Coast of America, and from a business standpoint, if you look at, you know, CONCACAF are based in Miami, FIFA are now based in Miami, um, La Liga, Syria, Premier League all have a presence on the East Coast, whether it's closer to you in New York, New Jersey, or in, in Miami, right? So there's been a natural growth there. Um, the game is growing all the time in, in, in the States anyway, right? It's the fastest growing sport in the states by you know a fair distance and yeah i, I always brag to people now that it's replaced ice hockey as, as the fourth <laughs> the fourth most uh most favorite sport in the states which i, I think that was a hu- huge achievement on its own I, um, i'm not sure that it will ever unseat you know the, the nfl or the nba or even mlb because they're you know they've, they've been institutions for a long time but um and I, I only see it going one way. I see it growing and, and going from strength to strength. If you look at the size of the country, the potential that is there. Um, and um, yeah, so we started in Miami just after being bought by uh, the organizations based in Miami. Um, and yeah, we're, we're really cemented there. It's pretty much home for us now, which is great. So um, there's a lot of buzz around the event next week. And, uh, you know, Messi ending up in, in Miami has certainly not hurt us. <laughs> Um, yeah, we work very closely with Inter Miami and Concacaf in Miami too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's all positive right now. Um, Miami is almost weird for a European business, uh, essentially. Uh, Miami is almost turned into our flagship event, which is which is great to see. Yeah, it, and I like that you touched on not just Miami but beyond Miami and kind of the growth of the sport here in the U.S. Um, yeah. I moved to the U.S maybe 13, 14 years ago at this point, I moved for college. I grew up in West Africa and Ghana. Um, <laughs> and that was the primary sport. It was, it was football. It was soccer. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's actually kind of how I, my friend and I who started this podcast got into Chelsea. Uh, and then I moved here and I would find maybe a couple of people in college. I'd be like, Oh yeah, Chelsea, um, United or Liverpool. Um, and over the last five years, it's been I find more more and more people. I go to a liquor store wearing my Chelsea shirt. This guy starts talking to me, and he's a Brighton fan. And I'm like, Brighton in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So you're you're totally right. And actually, even over the summer with the Premier League summer series, I was shocked by by the turnouts, not just for Chelsea, but Newcastle, Brighton, mm. um, and some of the other teams that you may not think that are spreading their wings, but they are. And and that's great to yeah. see because the U S is, is a big market and the sport in itself is, is, is global. And it, and we're seeing that right in the front of our eyes. Yeah. Um, but next week's event. So it's a two day event starts on the 14th uh, yeah. and the 15th. 
any particular um, events or talks or, or things that you may want to highlight? Yeah, well, we've got a, a VIP uh, networking reception, which kind of kicks the event off on the 13th. Um, that's being hosted at the Regatta on Coconut Grove, which is a an awesome venue. Um, then we kick off, as you say, on, on day one, on the Tuesday, on the 14th. Um, it's really difficult. I had this conversation last yesterday and um, usually it's really easy to pick up, you know, two or three panels and say, oh, actually, these are the, the kind of highlights of our show. But we've got 130 speakers wow. in, in Miami next week and I think 44 panels, I might be wrong. Um, so lots and lots of content, whether it's, you know, Don Garber and Eddie Q talking about the Apple and MLS deal. Right. We've got the CEO of Syria uh, uh, talking about the, the work that, they're doing going into the Americas and the expansion of their brand. We've got League One talking about similar things. So lots of European partners of ours, La Liga and Panini, talking about their work in, in the Americas. We've got a brand building in the Americas piece with uh, Bayern Munich and a few of the leading organizations and clubs in, in the Bayern, obviously doing fantastic work in the States, in addition to what they do um, around the globe. We've got a, a soccer pitch being built there. We've got activations. We've got freestylers. We've got probably the most media friendly event we've had we've got 65 plus media outlets from from fox from espn from cbs from tuden from the bbc from sky um uh, soccer x tv will be there which we're, we're now starting to develop um quite nicely um yeah lots of legends uh, we had a we'll come we'll announce a couple of really exciting names over the weekend which i'm really pleased about he'll be in attendance. So I think it'll be a really action packed couple of days. I've told everybody to wear comfortable shoes. You'll cover a lot of, <laughs> cover a lot of miles. And, um, but yeah, the content wise, it's fantastic. Um, you know, the, the Premier League CEO, uh, and if you look at the level of the kind of people that, that we've attracted from a speaker, but also a delegate perspective, it's, it's pretty great. Really. Um, we printed 2000 badges, um, and we've run out. So that's a, that's a, that's a great sign. I think, um, I don't know what we're going to do about more badges, but <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that bridge when I get to Miami tomorrow. Yeah, the, the, those are little details in the in the bigger, much bigger picture, but it's a, nice it's a good problem, it's a to, nice have. problem to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, definitely. Um, Patrick, I have a question for you, and and I know we may not. I don't want to mean to catch you by surprise, but hmm. for someone that's looking at this and and is looking at at the sport in in this country specifically. And wants to get involved, right? Wants to get involved one way or the other. Even if that's not playing, um, can Soccer X help with that? In terms of a, a career in the business, right, right. Yeah, for sure. I think we, we do a lot of work with uh, educational institutions like the Global Institute of Sport or the Football Business Academy, uh, the I Work in Sport Conference, which is in, in Switzerland. So we always in, encourage roots into the game that was one of the, my biggest things a few years ago um how do we show people there's a route to working in the game that isn't just playing the game right that's a difficult right. thing but right. if you look at what we do you know there are so many different facets to running the football club you could work in sponsorship you can work in coaching or nutrition or performance or the medical side or the finance side or the operational side so there's so much you can cover um and we always attempted to use soccer x as almost a, a springboard for people's careers so if you look at soccer x alumni have gone on to work for fifa they've gone on to work for uefa other leading organizations they've gone on to start their own agencies that are worth tens of millions of dollars so i think absolutely certainly it, we would encourage anybody looking to break into a career in 
in sport and in football in particular to come to our event because in terms of building a network um it would take years to build the kind of network that you can build in a couple of days at SoccerX. so right. you know we're doing a lot of work with the local local universities to give interns an opportunity to work at our event and to build their own networks very early on so yeah absolutely um i think it'd be a great event for anybody looking to to push forwards in their, their kind of sports career yeah and, and like you said with the number of speakers but not just speakers also attendees it's just a great opportunity to network and and learn sure. and listen and, and get your name out there mm -hmm. um i do want to transition a little bit i know we've been touching on on the us and and the growth of the game here um it's only going to get better from here with with yep. your event obviously next week but then with copa america with the club world cup and finally the big one the world cup coming here in 2026 yeah. um what are your thoughts around around kind of not just yourself and your organization identifying miami as an opportunity for next week but just the the global organizations around the world saying you know what that there is something happening in the us that we need to kind of capitalize on it's a huge opportunity it, it, over the next three years um i think it'd be crazy to think otherwise um if you look at any large-scale event wherever it is there's opportunity right so whether you're getting involved in the infrastructure whether you're helping to build the new stadium or training facilities whether you're looking to facilitate commercial relationships and get involved in sponsorship whether you want to whether you run an agency and you work with players that are relocating or whatever or you work in fan engagement you're, you're going to be busy there um in in that kind of role so i think um it's going to be an exciting two or three years in, in the states and, and around the states you know, including mexico and, yeah. and surrounding countries as well right so i think um all eyes of the world gravitate towards the world cup and it's going to be really interesting because it's a long time since 94 um lots of lots have changed in in the us in terms of not just the playing style and standards and the level of the us national team is way higher than ever before right. and, you know i was at the um uh, usa versus england game at the world cup last year in qatar and um usa were way better than england <laughs> and um, should have probably won so yeah. i think um there's an incredible um amount of opportunity for organizations and individuals to really kind of get some skin in the game in the us over the next three years because um there's lots of work to do but there's a, a serious amount of potential yeah I, I definitely agree with you and and i'm actually looking forward to not just all of these events but pre-season events and and actually been to a couple of chelsea smaller fan engagement events so um it is a recognition of the european clubs and and just the the world in general that um there is an opportunity here not not just financially or commercially but also just to uh spread the brand and spread the word and and gain more followers and and yeah. ultimately grow the sport which is in my opinion the best sport in the world uh even though i live live in the us and we've spoken about nfl and nba um before we move on you mentioned a couple of legends i'm not going to push you on on who it is and 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 if you can drop any names uh but you did mention messi and i i don't know if he's maybe going to be there maybe not i'm not going to ask you to deny or confirm but he's having like a, a celebration i believe next weekend uh at inter miami celebrating his eighth uh ballon d'or uh yeah. are you going to be attending that i think so um okay. I, I think that's just before i fly home so yeah. um home in the uk at the moment but yeah we're, we're there for a week or so so um yeah i'll, I'll try my best to yeah yeah that'll be that'll be a good way to kind of round off the trip yeah um, I think so. 
All right. I want to transition over. I know we had just have a few minutes left. Um, you shared with me you were not a Chelsea fan uh, before we started the, the podcast. Yeah, uh, you this are... is how your viewers might turn off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, we like to engage with other fans because that's what keeps it interesting, right? So yeah. uh, Patrick is a Liverpool fan and has enjoyed uh, the last few years with Liverpool winning the league and the Champions League and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you made of them this season? Um kind of a, a mixed bag I, I think the 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 the, the, um, the evolution of the midfield was the biggest thing I think for, for Liverpool you know we lost lots of experience whether it was Jordan Henderson James Milner uh, Ginny Wijnaldum left the year before before yeah uh, obviously Chamberlain left uh, Naby Keita left so you, there was just a big gaping hole I think the recruitment's been very good I love um, Alexis McAllister really good player World Cup winner um, I like Ryan Gravenberg um, from Ajax. I've got friends at Ajax who speak incredibly highly of, of Ryan um, and his potential and, and ceiling. Um, and um, so I think the recruitment has been pretty good overall. I think there's been flashes of a kind of Jurgen Klopp 2.0 um, and then a really poor result with the weekend away at Luton, not a good performance. And then an even worse performance last night to, to lose against Toulouse in, um, in the Europa League. So I'm quite excited. It's quite a young squad now. There's a lot of uh, of young players, especially in the midfield area, and I think there's probably room for one or two more. Maybe a a big enforcer, number six type player that they're kind of missing. Um, and I'd like to see some strength added on the left hand side of defence. Um, but otherwise, I think they'll always score goals. You know, I've got a really good front line. Um, I think at the moment it's going to be consistency, which is the hardest thing to find in football. Right. You'll know, and um, one week we look really good, and then the next week it's like, oh, it's still a work in progress. So, um, cautiously optimistic about the season. I think um, if you offered me a top four finish and uh, a Europa League final in Dublin for me to enjoy with the family and friends, I'd probably take that. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting because. Um, you mentioned that number six, or so kind of that enforcer in midfield, and and mm. obviously we know both both our clubs were in for a player uh, over the summer that that it ended up working out for me. Yeah. Um, but I do believe there is the appetite from Liverpool to maybe go back next summer for someone of that f- frame or that mold and and fill that gap because you're right yeah. they did bring someone in, uh, but it's not what you'd expect for Liverpool as, at least long term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like whenever we play each other, it's always a draw. Um, always. <laughs> always. And, and then regardless of what competition it is. Yeah. Uh, but I do enjoy our games. And, and it's 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 interesting because Liverpool have kind of been that force or that that team that we've always wanted to to become and stop in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our games are always entertaining and fun. Yeah. Um, in terms of predictions for this season, I think... I think you said top four in a Europa League final. Do you think you could push maybe a little bit further and and get to closing down the gap between yourself and Man City? I think it's going to be really difficult to do that. Um, They're just a winning winning machine with, you know, the most successful manager in in recent history, certainly, maybe ever. Um, Obviously, great financial support. But, you know, even away from that, their recruitment is very good. You know, very smart recruitment and um, they get people players that you think are, are at the peak and then you think actually they're getting better um right i just they just pick up points at such a a ridiculous rate you know it used to be where if you drew a game on a saturday away from home and you think oh that's not too bad 
now draws almost feel like defeats because they'll win 10 or 15 games in a row and suddenly be 10, 12, 14 points clear. So I think it's difficult. I think um, I'd like to think so. I think if there was that midfield player brought in and a bit of additional ambition shown um, by the owners there, that would be great. Um, but again, they, they, as you've seen at Chelsea, you need time for new players to bed in. And it, sometimes that takes longer than fans want. And you know it's so difficult to juggle a complete overhaul of a squad and then expect them to, you know, become best friends and great teammates immediately. It's almost impossible to do that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think we're good enough to finish second. I just don't think we're good enough to win the league this year, if I'm honest. I think next season, when the squad have been together for a year or so, maybe I think we'll be a bit closer. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Chelsea. You meant, we spoke about Man City a little bit. They two play each other this weekend. So yeah. I'm hoping Man City start their 10-15 game run after this game sure, yeah. um but i uh, i don't want to be too negative about my team um but any teams that have surprised you i know we're, we're about to wrap it up but any teams that have surprised you this season and and um anything uh, I in think, particular i think aston villa have started very well i know they had a, a, a bit of a knock on on the weekend unai emery fantastic coach with a brilliant european pedigree um with sevilla um, doing a great job. Good recruitment over the summer. Brighton, as always, you know, performing at an incredible level now in the Europa League as well as as well as the Premier League. So I think they're doing well. I think everybody's been surprised by the top, the start that, that Tottenham have had. Um, personally, I, I think that they've had a, a fairly favourable start to the season. I think it's been, I wouldn't say fortuitous, they're playing good football, quite aggressive, yeah. and, you know, attacking-minded, but... Um, yeah, I think Aston Villa probably number one for me in terms of the surprise teams and um, uh, Brighton probably a close second, I think. Yeah, and those two teams just kind of show what a good manager, organization and kind of believing in the project can yeah. do for you. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. And and yeah, Tottenham, we saw how that went on Monday. I'm not going to say too much about it, <laughs> um, but yeah. all their good fortune did end end in one night, which for me worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, in about in about the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Yep. But no, uh, Patrick, I do appreciate you joining me. Thanks for your time. I know uh, you have a lot going on, and and like you said, you're flying out tomorrow to to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, thank you for your, your time. Good luck with the event next week. Uh, I'll be hopefully joining you there. Uh, and if not, then I'll be supporting from, from New Jersey. Uh, and any parting thoughts from you? No. Um, just in the back of my mind, uh, how many things I've got to do before I can uh, <laughs> even, even pack a bag this evening. And obviously it's already 5.30, so it's going to be a late one, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you go. That wraps it up, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Please continue to subscribe, like, and follow us. It's at the Premier Chels on all podcast providers, Instagram and on Twitter. It's at Premier Chels. And do also follow uh, Soccer X. They're, like I said, on all social media as well as LinkedIn. Uh, but we will be back with a new episode. But until then, stay safe and up the Chels. Hey, guys. The Premier Chels is sponsored by Kickoff Coffee. They are a top quality artisanal roasted coffee. In other words, they're Champions League winner and Premier League winner every single time. They deliver fresh bags directly to your home so you don't have to go to a coffee shop and pick up something. And the best part about them is every bag gives back to soccer charities. 10% of the proceeds go to organizations that use soccer to promote youth social development in the underserved areas. Use our code TPCOFFEE15 to get 15% off your order. You can order at kickoffcoffeeco.com 
or check out the links on our social media. Thanks.